This is the Career Thrivers Podcast. We're a tribe for people at a crossroads in your career, personal life, or in your business. My name is Brittany, and I spent 12 years climbing the ladder in corporate America until my mother's unexpected death. I can vividly remember returning to work and realizing that there was more that I wanted to contribute, that perhaps the life that I was building wasn't in alignment with my passion and purpose. I learned that resilience is less about bouncing back and more about how to thrive through ambiguity and transition. The aim of this podcast is to help us feel confident in our decisions, no matter which way we go at the crossroads. Let's thrive together. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Career Thrivers podcast with your host, Brittany Cole. I'm so excited to introduce the Thrive Tribe to our special guest today, Miss Tina Cloud. Hi, Tina. Hey, everybody. Thanks for having me. We are so excited to have you. You all, Tina is a transition and conflict strategist. She's a licensed clinician, registered mediator, academic and healthcare professional. Her passion for equity and peace started while mediating playground politics in elementary school. Who else can relate to that? Although I have to say, Tina, I wasn't on the mediating side (laughs) of those playground politics. Now she leverages those skills to help adults. Tina holds a master's degree in social work and conflict management which she finds useful for her career counseling, conflict coaching, and communication skill development. As the owner and chief strategist of TLC Strategies, Tina passionately helps mid-career professionals push through career plateaus and interpersonal conflict. Tina consults with Fortune 500 companies as a collaborative workplace facilitator. She also works with employees on barriers to professional and personal success. Tina lives a daily mission to help her and others find fulfillment in the life they're living or the confidence to change it. Welcome, Tina. We're excited to have you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So glad to be here. Yeah. So I love that we are talking today about going from your side hustle to your main hustle. And we're not just having the conversation conversation with anybody, but we're having the conversation with a transition strategist. So tell us a little bit about your career. Tell us a little bit about your story and how you got started doing this work. Long story short. Um, born and raised as a middle child in Southern California, now living in Georgia, um, as you stated, helping professionals balance the pursuit of their career goals and also personal fulfillment. But what I find is that navigating those transitions is um, very troublesome for many people, uh, trying to understand who they are versus who others want them to be, um, making sure that they are living their fullest authentic life um, during transition has become such a a tiresome chore for many people that they are seeking my assistance and helping them do that. So that's kind of where I am. Um, Of course, living in Southern California brings a lot of uh, joy to my life, but now I'm in Georgia and um, finding myself in a bit of a transition myself. Yeah, and I love that you you just mentioned helping people go from where they are to where they actually want to be. Talk to us a little bit about kind of how you do that as far as being um, in the transition and conflict strategy field. So mostly um, I have 
compassionate conversations with people just about the realities of what they can change versus what they cannot change. Uh, most of my work is one-on-one coaching, although um, it kind of stemmed from them not being able to pursue their professional goals. And the conversation then leads, well, I have these other issues that I need to deal with. So can you help me with that as well? So that's kind of where we start is what's not working for you. And then we transition to what you have control over versus what your ideal world looks like. And sometimes there's um, some fluidity in that, and sometimes there is not. And so I'm the one that helps when there is not um, a fluid or a clear uh, path for them to go. And we kind of work step by step, um, small incremental goals. We start talking about um, what brings them joy, what brings them happiness, who are those people that they would like to have long-standing relationships with, and how has uh, them pursuing career goals really affected those relationships? And that's kind of where we start. That's great. And I'm sure in terms of just your own transition from side hustle to main hustle, corporate to entrepreneur, there's a lot that you can share in terms of your own personal experience. Tell us a little bit about what that's looked like for you personally and what really sparked you to make the decision to make this transition yourself from side hustle to main hustle. Well, in all transparency, I'm still in transition myself. I have not fully left my corporate job, but um, the fulfillment I get from growing my business makes the confines of a job even harder. So um, it started with one day sitting at my desk, realizing that I've jumped through all the hoops. I've played all the corporate politics. I've exceeded expectations on my evaluations um, and still really found no comfortable place in this corporate world that I was living in. And so that day I decided, you know what, I really um, need to practice what I've been preaching and helping myself use my transferable skills to find my self-fulfillment in what it is that I'm doing to help other people. And so that's kind of where I started and um, put pen to paper, was offered an opportunity to do some corporate training, um, helping workplace uh, professionals transition from um, having a job to being retired. And so that's kind of where I found my my sweet spot in working with uh, mid-career professionals transitioning out of the corporate world into retirement or into a second career. That is fantastic. And I'm sure we have a lot of listeners right now that are probably like, oh, that's me. That's me. I'm in some sort of transition. So you mentioned just now about transferable skills. Can you share maybe some tips that were helpful for you in terms of identifying those to be able to take what you were doing and still are doing as an employee and to apply them to your life as an entrepreneur? Sure. As a social worker, a lifelong social worker and a lifelong Girl Scout that, that speaks for itself. Um, there are just certain things that are innate. Um, I did some personality testing. Um, I work with professional and corporate coaches to hone in on what it is that I loved versus what it is that I was good at. And sometimes those two things are not uh, the same. And so what I did was I found out that I was good at communicating. I found that I was good at mediating. I found that I was good at um, resolving problems. I'm a thinker and a problem solver. And so what I did was take that in addition to my social work background and mediation background and put it to work. And so little by little, I've been kind of niching myself and finding out, um, fine tuning, I would say, how it was that um, I was able to kind of use those skills. But mainly it was soliciting the help of people that have gone before me, um, encouraging myself to look outside of the box and looking beyond what was comfortable for me and um, taking the leap of faith. 
having faith in myself, giving myself a chance. That's what it looked like. I love that. I absolutely love it. And I believe it's so in line with a lot of what we talk about here on this podcast, because I think you really summed up what I heard was kind of three main things. If people are listening to this and they're like, okay, Brittany and Tina, you're both in the entrepreneurial space. I am either newly in that space or I aspire to be there. I think Tina just gave us some great tips. So number one, investing in yourself. So looking for a coach, looking for um, tests, even personality tests to kind of help you learn more about who you are, but also identifying an expert outside of yourself to help you along the path. Two, I love what you said about learning the difference between what you love and what you're good at. So again, that's that introspection piece to really understand who you are. And then last but not least, we must take action. And so it sounds like you have been taking action. You've been closing deals, getting clients. That is super, super exciting. Absolutely love that. So we have a segment here that kind of talks about, um, you know, how do you really think about building community as you're thriving, because we're all in this together. We're all trying to make strides in our career. We recognize just like you have even mentioned that a lot of what happens in, in your personal life really plays a role into the decisions that you make in terms of your career. So tell us a little bit about maybe someone that's helped you to level up in your career. And what was it about that relationship that was so helpful for you? Interestingly enough, <laughs> one of the last people that I met on this entrepreneurial journey to date has been the one that has been the most inspiring and encouraging in my journey. Um, just connecting with her, she's such a sweet, sweet, sweet collaborator. That's what I call her. Um, she's a 20-plus year business owner. Uh, she's challenged me. She's helped me to... Um, the best in myself. She's been a super, super, super fabulous cheerleader. Um, and just the confidence that she sees in my ability is so encouraging. It makes me more confident in my ability to level up. Not only do we uh, communicate well, but she opens doors to rooms that she has access to. She saves me seats at tables that she's been invited to. And she encourages me to bring my best authentic self to every opportunity. And that, for me, um, is is what is most encouraging in this season of my life, helping me to level up um, and show up as proficient and efficient as I can. I love it. I love it. So it sounds like you have not only a mentor, but a sponsor. <laughs> yes, yes. That's fantastic. So what advice maybe would you share for the listeners out there who are wanting to make this transition? I love that you shared that you're in the transition currently. So you are still employed. Um, you are still pursuing your passion and purpose as an entrepreneur. And so many of us can identify with that of just, you know, I think we talked earlier, you, you, you termed it as kind of toting both of the lines or having, you know, having a foot in each. But I think that is so many of our stories where you're really trying to frame up that business, make sure you're testing that hypothesis and have good, consistent revenue before you make that leap. What advice would you share for folks that are in maybe a similar circumstance? N number one is don't quit the job that is paying you. That, that's probably number one. Don't quit that job just yet. Um, use that job to fuel and funnel um, your passions or what you're striving to become. Uh, number two, I would say that, um, so number one is don't quit your day job. Number two is uh, connect with other 
um, aspiring professionals, right? So other people that may be in the same space as you go to conglomerates, go to meetings, go to networking events, making sure that you're connecting with the people that are going in the same direction as you. Um, number three, I would say, don't share all of your ideas with everybody. It's just, you know, that's just like having a newborn baby. You wouldn't pass it around to everybody. So I would say, you know, keep a journal. That's probably a, a healthy thing to do. Keep a journal, write down your ideas. Um, start tackling them one by one, one faith step at a time, one yes at a time. Um, and then look for people that are able to sponsor you and, and sponsor not maybe in a financial sense, but sponsor in a sense that they're opening doors that you don't have access to or they're saving you seats at tables where you had not been invited. Um, they may not look like you. They may not even be in the same field as you. Um, but you'll know when there is an opportunity for you to say yes. It's probably going to be very scary. Um, but just say yes. Just one small yes um, is what got me to the place where I am today. One small yes. Love it. One small yes. What? T tell us a little bit more about that. Why, why don't you call it one small yes? I'll, I'll tell you. So um, maybe about three years ago, almost, well, just, just a little. My puppy just turned three. So yes, almost three years ago, um, I got a dog, which is a whole nother story for another day. But I got a dog, which required me to be out of my house more than normal. So walking uh -oh. through my neighborhood, I started meeting some of my neighbors. Well, one in particular, we started a conversation about uh, me being an adjunct professor at a college, and we kind of, you know, started having those conversations about higher education and those kinds of things. Well, the connection that she had, she wasn't able to accept the opportunity. So she says, oh, I know someone. She called me and says, hey, there's this opportunity for you to do some training. Are you interested? Well, at the time, I was, you know, on the fence about what entrepreneurial life would be for me. And my commitment to my job, because many of us have that. But what I did was I said, yes, I'm going to take the, I'm going to take the meeting. I'm going to have a meeting with her and see where it goes. Well, it turned out that that day she offered me an opportunity to um, subcontract with her company. They ordered my corporate American Express that day. Two weeks later, I was on a plane to Napa Valley, California, representing her company. So that, wow. I guess, turned into what has been a wonderful business relationship, um, mentoring that you couldn't have paid for. You can't, you can't pay for this kind of thing. Um, and so when you are given an opportunity to have access to someone, um, use it for your benefit, but also offer them, uh, offer value to them as well is, is what I would say. Um, so that small one, yes, has, has really fueled and, and, and has been the framework and scaffolding for my company. I love it. I, I literally have chills over here, Tina, because I think that that is such a powerful story and a lesson that all of us can learn from, particularly around this little itty bitty, that's what we need to think of it as anyway, um, friend that we befriend sometimes called fear and imposter syndrome. Like you, if I, if I listen to your story correctly, you didn't have your logo, your website, all of these picture perfect things that we feel like we need to, to get started, but you accepted an invitation, even though a lot of people may have even said you weren't ready, but you took the leap and you said yes. And look I, at what happened. I said yes. It was so interesting because as I left the office meeting with her, which was, you know, an hour from my house, but as I left the office... I stopped by the bank because I had been meaning to get a business bank account. I had been meaning to move forward with 
you know, drafting up what I wanted to put on this wonderful website and all those kinds of things. But at the end of the day, um, she had a copy of my resume. She met me face to face. I like you. I trust you. The reference that, you know, sent you over to me, I trust her. We're going to go with you. Sounds good. I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't as complicated as people make it seem. And so as I left her office, I stopped at the bank and officially opened up my bank account because you have to have somewhere to put the money, right? Hello. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that was the fire. You know, most people have opportunities and they're, you know, on the fence back and forth, back and forth. That was the fire lit up under me that particular day. I was like, oh, so there is a check on the table waiting for me and I'm playing around without a bank account? Not, no, I'm headed to the bank right now. Love it. Love it. Love it. And you hit the nail on the head with, I think it is such a um, visually, visually appropriate, at least for me story. Like I can see you walking in the neighborhood with your cute little dog. Her <laughs> <laughs> you know, meeting this neighbor and then the domino effect of, of all of these things happening. But it is the same that people do business with people that they know yes. that they love and that they trust. And if they don't know you directly, the referral of someone that they do know can be just as strong as if they have met you, you know, 20 years prior and have, have you know, have watched you um, navigate your career. So that is just such an incredible story. So I love that you're, you talking about your little yes. <laughs> well, so this is the thing, right? My, after that birthday, I told myself this is going to be my year of yes. So everything that I had been previously saying, maybe sometime, let me think about it, which means no. Um, <laughs> I was like, you know what? I'm going to say yes. I'm going to get a dog. <laughs> the dog led me to, you know, being out of my ended up with Hershey. Okay. <laughs> that, is, that is how I ended up with Hershey. That is exactly how I ended up with Hershey. And so I ended up with a dog. And I mean, really, honestly, she and I had become really, really good friends. We had just been neighbors before, but now we're really friends. And so it's just, it's a beautiful story of how um, you stepping outside of what is comfortable for you. Um, not that it's going to hurt, not something's going to hurt you, but just something that's uncomfortable, which is, you know, making friends with neighbors. I was like, no, 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 I don't do that. Because <laughs> you never know what could happen. They live too close. But, you know, it's it's been great. It's been wonderful. And I'm just so excited that I said yes to that opportunity. And I think to myself, how many other opportunities had I missed out on because I was too afraid to say yes. So now wow. it's a yes. Wow. Wow. I think I think we titled this episode. I mean, this episode is about going from stalling to saying yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. Well, thank you so much for sharing that story with us, Tina. I think, I don't know about you all out there that are listening to this, but I know that just like makes my heart smile. Like so much, so much to learn and gain from that wisdom. So thank you for sharing that. So we as an audience, now that we've learned Tina more about you and more about what you get to do in your corporate life and as a business owner, how can we as an audience really level up and stay connected with you? Well, so I have an imperfect website. 
But nonetheless, that's where you can. It's a work in progress (laughs) all the time, forever and ever and ever. But it has accurate information. And you can reach me at uh, www.tinalcloud.com. Or you can also go to um, tlcstrategies.com. It takes you to the same place. Um, one is my name. One is my business name. But now we've married, and so we're together. Um, but that's where they can connect with me, read more about me, find out more about my services, um, find out about this new wonderful program I have called Perfect Peace. Um, that helps you understand and just have peace with the life that you've been given and make some changes, some small, some large, um, to make sure you continue having peace in your life. So um, that's where people can reach me, of course, on all social media sites. I am TinaLCloud.com. It would have been Tina Cloud, but some tech company has stolen my name and made it a test site. So we're going to go with Tina L Cloud. That's where you can reach me on Instagram, um, on Facebook, on LinkedIn. LinkedIn. You're on LinkedIn. LinkedIn. Oh, yes. LinkedIn. LinkedIn. Yes. LinkedIn, Periscope, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter as well. That's where you can find me, Tina L. Cloud. Perfect. Perfect. Well, we will make sure that we have all of those links in the show notes. So make sure you check out the show notes from today's episode so you can get to know Tina L. Cloud a little bit more. We really appreciate you sharing with us today, Tina. And what can we as a community of career thrivers do to support you? Uh, mostly I would just say stay connected. So any resource, course, or event that I have um, that would benefit you, uh, your tribe, your people, your family, your friends, uh, that would help professional, personal, or relational transitions that you need to make, you'll have a point person or at least a point of contact or a reference to say, I know somebody that does that. Um, and reach out um, and let me know how it is that I can support you. Fantastic. So we always like to wrap up our episodes with our Thrive Tribe with asking our guests, what does being a thriver mean to you? A thriver. Um, for me, it's, it's being optimistic and resilient and persistent. All of those qualities are, um, I embody those and I, and I believe I am a thriver. Um, but mo- mostly living out the model of my alma mater, which is find a way or make one. Um, mm. And so today, Tina is a transition thriver. Woo! We are so glad that you said yes to share more of your story with us. I am selfishly so glad that we met both making an investment in ourselves at a coaching seminar actually in Atlanta. So Tina, thank you for saying yes and joining us on the Career Thrivers podcast today. We absolutely love chatting with you. And until next time, let's thrive together. Take care. Let's thrive together. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you were able to learn something that you can implement to truly level up. Listen, these are our first few episodes and it would mean so much to have you subscribe, rate, and review the Career Thrivers Podcast. Don't forget to share with a friend and until next time, let's thrive together. Take care.